Welcome to the Daily Well Podcast with Andrew and Kate Seppo, your podcast for all things holistic health and wellness from a Christian worldview. What's up, guys? Really excited to talk about this topic today. Uh, my wife and I have been through the ringer when it comes to a lot of healthy eating ideas and topics, and one of the biggest things that to me always hits home and is challenging is how do I deal with those pesky cravings? Yes, I go out and I prep my food, but man, when when a hankering for something salty and crunchy just hits, I can go through a bag of chips like that. I can just eat it in a, in a blink of an eye. So yeah, this is a, this is a good topic for me because <laughs> uh, it's just it's probably the area that I struggle with the most when it comes to eating. I'm pretty disciplined. I can eat anything. I, I I've got a pretty open palate. If you put a food in front of me, I'll I'll scarf it down. It's between and you're really meals. good at like fasting. You're really good at moderation, even in your particular meal consumption. It's really football games. <laughs> I should add stressful football games <laughs> and nighttime yep. for you. Yep. What about you, Kate? Do you have any cravings that you struggle with? That was, since we're confessing to one another right now, what what we uh, what we ch- what our challenges are. You know, I feel like over the last couple of years, that has not been as prevalent for me. Occasionally, I might go, oh, you know, maybe an ice cream cone kind of sounds nice or the experience of something seems intriguing. But I really do think I had a sugar addiction probably in late high school into college. And as I have transitioned my eating style, it wasn't something that I cut up cold turkey and said I could never have again. But I've noticed that my tolerance to things like sugar have gone way down. And that historically would have been what I would have craved. But the more that I have filled my diet with nutrient-dense foods, I have been less likely to have cravings and more just enjoying experiences for something special. Yeah, no, that, make, that makes sense. And I just had this conversation with a, with an, a friend recently too about when you eat really clean and you don't give yourself any opportunity to, to break that, that, that clean eating pattern, your body cannot handle when you jump back into that lovely Yeah, like dessert. if you go gluten-free for a long time, sometimes your body can't handle gluten yep. after a certain yeah, period of yeah. time. It's so so it's, it's one of those things that I think there's a balance. It's, it, it, cravings, you know, they're there. I think again, as we've said before, like our our approach to health is not this cookie cutter approach where one one diet is the end all be all for everybody. Be mindful, but here's some really cool tips that we found to help deal with cravings. Because again, you're gonna eat like you eat. It's it's, it's unique to you, to what you need, to your time of life. Whether you're like my wife right now, or we'll say you might be listening to this way after we have this, but we we are pregnant right now. And so my wife has some cravings that are unique to this season of life. Uh, I found during this and her her first pregnancy, she loved sweet and sour things. So a lot of lemonades or even sometimes, dare I say, uh, a candy that had a little bit of sweet oh, and sour. Patch a kids. Sour Patch Kid <laughs> is, is typically what, what, what her craving is. And she'll text me, I'll be on the golf course. Hey, on your way home, can you pick up some watermelon Sour Patch? I'm going, what? And, you know, how dare I talk about that on a health and wellness podcast? But it's real. I mean, we're, we're real. We're raw. We're open about what's going on. And I'm not saying that you need to have Sour Patch Kids be a part of your, your main staple. But, yeah, sometimes uh, letting yourself enjoy a treat or, or enjoy um, a, a, a maybe a, a junk food every once in a while is not the worst thing in the world. No, because you don't want to overindulge when you jump back in. I know that can be a tendency for a lot of people is they'll say, I try not to eat cookies because I can't control myself and I can't eat just one cookie. And I guess the point of this podcast is, one, how do you get to a place where 
you're not craving it beyond all else. Like you don't want to eat anything else. You don't want to think about anything else except for this one particular food product. Um, And we also want to get you to a place that you can be satisfied with just a handful of something or just one of something. Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing, really first thing is planning your meals ahead of time. Typically, you know, if you don't have anything on hand, like having a bag of chips always, like when I grew up, we always had Cheez-Its in our house. It was just always there. So when we devoured one in maybe one or two sittings, there was more. There to was go. just more ready to go. <laughs> and so if you have things on hand that are easy to eat uh, and they're accessible, that's going to be the easiest thing to give into because it's just right there, mm-hmm. right? Right? Location, location, location. If it's there, uh, it's very easy. We one of the things we do is you know we don't we don't tell ourselves no to everything, right? So if we want ice cream. We'll go get it, but we'll make it a big effort to get out. Maybe we take the, you know, the, the whole family goes in the car and we get an ice cream and cone. And we buy a serving yes. of it. Or if we do get something from the store, we never buy more than a pint because it's just not worth having it in the house. And I will say, if I am prone to having cravings, it's because I know it's in the house. I don't just, you know, sit around at my house going, oh, gee, this sounds good. Oh, um, I, I do that sometimes. But if it's there, then I go, oh, yeah, maybe I do want that. <laughs> yeah. I know you do. I do that. I'll just stand like, man, you know, what could I, what could I eat right now? And usually for me, it's always uh, something, something with a burger involved. I love burgers. Yeah, you're much more savory than I, I am. I love burgers. But yeah, yeah. If you have a, if you have to go out of your way to, to, to go purchase it or to make it in home, like sometimes that's what we do. Like, hey, we want to know what's in it. We've talked about like our love of bread, how Jesus is the bread of life and not the broccoli of life. <laughs> I love that. We should make that into a shirt. The idea of if we know what's in it, it's it's a healthier craving, right? Like, hey, let's make ice cream, but let's 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 know the four ingredients we put into, it, as opposed mm-hmm. to going to a store or uh, an ice cream shop that has a random blue color number forty mixed with a yellow number three mixed with you know mm-hmm. you don't you don't really know what's in it. So it's it's nicer to do that, and, and you have a little more control over what's going into your body. I will say, I don't hard and fast live by this. Like, I'll never ever touch anything with food coloring in it again. But when I was in grad school, I made a very concerted effort to not buy things that had food coloring in it. And I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, think that that made probably the biggest difference in my cravings because I'm buying things that are only um, colored with fruits and vegetables. And I know that sounds so silly, but when we go to Trader Joe's and buy like their Swedish fish or whatever that, you know. Scandinavian swimmers. We're not sponsored, but we would love to be sponsored by them. Please, Trader Joe's. Um, They're not healthy, but I feel like I can do a handful of them and not eat the whole bag the way that I would have eaten something else. So I would be interesting to know if there's an addictive quality to some of those red food colorings or just food colorings in general. Yeah, and, and you just hit on another another point too is making sure you limit the amount. So if you're letting yourself eat something, again, either go go purchase it somewhere, but just get a serving. If you're going to eat something, again, for me, if we have a bag of chips or nacho chips or, or you know tortilla chips like that in the house, put it in a bowl. And just doing a handful and saying, this is what I'm doing. And pre-selecting that before I, if I, if I get caught up in eating, I'll just keep eating. It's a mindless thing I can mm-hmm. do. It's crunchy. It's it's tasty. It's salty. It's good. If I have a preset amount, I can stop myself at that amount. And it's harder too when we do a lot of buying in bulk like we do nowadays, going to somewhere like Costco, you have this huge bag and you can eat multiple servings and not even realize that you've eaten multiple servings because it doesn't even make that big of a dent in the bag itself. Yes. Which also makes you feel better about yourself, too, which is not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> I didn't eat a whole bag. Well, yeah, that bag had 40 servings. Oh, okay. Sorry. Thanks for listening to the Daily Well Podcast with Andrew and Kay Seppo. If you have any questions or topic ideas, you can reach out to the Daily Well Podcast on our website 
myhopefm.net. Just click podcast. But I will say, if you're in a maybe a period of life where you find that you are constantly craving things or you are making a concerted effort to not eat certain things for whatever health journey you're on, distract yourself. I have found that late at night, sitting at home, when I'm bored, watching TV, not really doing much, is probably when I'm most prone to wanting something that I don't really need versus if I'm really engaged in a project, I'm outside walking, listening to a podcast or you know, we're currently working on our nursery. Like we just have a lot going on around the house. And I just tend to find that I'm, I'm well occupied during my awake hours. I'm hungry when I'm hungry. And when I'm truly hungry, I'm ready to eat just about anything. Yep. Um, and then I'm full and I'm back to work and then I'm tired and I go to bed. So if you're someone that just maybe feels like you have too much time, maybe try to find productive activities, um, to kind of fill some of that time, whether that's working out, going for a walk, hanging out with friends, yeah, just doing something that's not just sitting isolated in your house. Very true, very true. The next point I think is really important is just making sure that you're eating healthy when you do eat, right? Uh, a lot of times, and I know we'll, we'll say this, you feel cravings and you, you're, you, you picture something in your mind when you have a craving, but typically that craving will have a specific nutrient that you're lacking or that your body is telling you, hey, I need more sodium. So you're like, ooh, that salty chip just sounds really good. Or like, hey, I need more. Uh, I need more iron. So like, man, that 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 really that, that big piece of steak. Just, I could, I just go for some steak mm-hmm. or a burger or a slider. You typically your cravings will be linked to a physiological need that you don't even realize. So if you mm-hmm. can if you can fulfill that need by eating it in a healthy way, um, you're going to be way more on top of things. Whether it's your your mineral count or your vitamin count and what you're getting into your diet. Mm-hmm. And as always. Our, the thing we'll, we'll constantly preach, which you've heard before and again and again, is that this close to how God intended that food to be is the best thing for you, right? Absolutely. And I will say too, the more that you can crowd out unhealthy food items like refined sugar, for example, with healthier options, like a whole meal that is well-balanced with complex carbohydrates and protein and healthy fats and all of that, you're going to start to crave the sugar less over time. It might not be this immediate switch for you. It certainly wasn't for me, but I've now gotten to a point in my life that I actually can't do too much sweet. And I'm not even just talking about refined sugar. Like I put a little bit of maple syrup in my coffee and my coffee is my sweet thing for the vast majority of my day. I found that I can't eat pancakes with syrup on them or like a really sweet smoothie in the morning because it just, it feels too sugary. And so I'm gravitating more to the eggs, to the avocados, um, things that have a lot of nutrients and fiber in them because my palate has so shifted from needing a lot of sugar. Um, And it's really hard to eat, overeat on a lot of those types of foods like eggs and avocados versus cereal. That's very true. Very true. Cereal, again, is just, it's an empty calorie filler. Um, the last thing really is just, it's a mindset. Again, we talk about this with, with our, go back to listen to our diet podcast. Diet and our, our Western culture has this pervasive mindset to restrict. It's, it's all about restriction and cutting out. And the more that you mentally say you can't have it, the more you're going to want it. It's mm-hmm. just, it's this, it's the placebo, this double, it's, it's the reverse psychology, whatever you want to call it. If you tell me I can't do something, and those of you with young kids, you know this is exactly true. You tell, hey, Scout, you can't have that that little thing right there. You don't don't say that word, right? What what do they immediately do? They immediately go for that one thing, or they want to say that word, or they want to jump off that chair, or whatever it is, or they want to eat that food. So if you tell yourself, hey, mentally, I know I shouldn't be eating this. 
Again, if it's a craving, find a healthier way to, to substitute mm-hmm. it if you can. If it's ice cream, go support a local business. Go buy a, a smaller single serving as opposed to you know a half gallon or a gallon of that mm-hmm. thing, right? Find a way to make that healthier. Don't limit yourself, but be mindful, again, not to make that the majority of your diet. Yeah, because when you go really crazy and say, hey, I'm not ever going to eat these things, you tend to be focused on a very temporary aesthetic goal. We'll just call it what it is. And, and that, those are fine to have, but now you have to think about how you're going to transition from the very restrictive diet um, that you're on to something that you can actually maintain. And I would hate for you all to be discouraged by seeing a loss of some of your progress because you're coming off something extreme rather than learning how to simply implement your favorite foods in a healthful manner in the long term. So I guess our biggest premise is that we are so pro long-term healthy diets and not just you know immediate aesthetic goals. Um, Sustainable. Yep. Yeah, because yep. ultimately it's not really what your body looks like it's how does your body function and how can that body best serve you into the later years of your life like you want to be an awesome grandma that can run around and pick up your kids and have the strength and the vitality to do that nobody really cares if you had a six-pack in your 20s when you're 80 like what but you i want to show off i want to show off my six-pack that i had right like you want to not have osteoporosis and not have heart (laughs) disease and not have diabetes when you're 80 that's true um so anyway i hope this was a helpful podcast for you i hope you're able to take some of these tips and just implement them into a healthier routine for you and healthier eating for you and your family thanks for listening to the daily well podcast with andrew and kate seppo we pray that you're able to take a piece of information back to use for your health journey and if you'd like to reach out to us you can at myhopefm.net. Just click podcast.